right. So I want to talk a little bit today about coaching. And you know, a couple of questions come up when I talk about coaching in general that you hear from the general public. Does coaching matter? Uh, how important is coaching? And does it even help, right? I get the coach, it doesn't even help me. And you know, let's try to shed a little bit of light on this today. As everybody knows, all sports teams have coaches. They have many coaches. As an example, there's a head coach, right? And the head coach's job is to organize the game plan, figure out what players do what, and really how they do it. How do you leverage that talent? And the head coach is responsible for the bottom line and getting the best out of the players because different people have different skill sets. Now, let's take a look at superstar athletes, right? The LeBron James of the world, Michael Jordan, Simone Biles, uh, Tom Brady. And these folks have multiple coaches. So if I look at a basketball player, for an example, you get head coach, you got your free throw coach and your three-point line coach, fitness, dietary, therapist, publicist. You know, all these people are coaches. And you know, why do they have all these coaches in their world? And at the end of the day, it's all about them getting the best version of themselves. And that's why they surround themselves with coaching. Now, for us regular people out there, we're not going to have 10 different coaches, but we do need somebody assisting us in our personal and our professional journeys. You know, our personal coach serves as a guide to help us develop a plan, implement a plan, holds us accountable, helps us become successful, and likely also probably serves as a therapist half of the time. Got that right. All right. So, and for salespeople, professional people, whether or not you're white collar, you're blue collar, it's absolutely critical, in my opinion, to partner with someone that can help us round the learning curve more efficiently. If you take away one thing today from this podcast, I'd like everyone to take away, nobody succeeds alone. Nobody. I don't care what level of success that you get to, there were always someone or generally, most of the time, multiple people that helped you get to your goal. You know, there's no such thing as a self-made person. We're a product of everything that went into that. Now, with that being said, I wanted to introduce today's guests. I have Darren Pecoraro and Trevor Bovington. <laughs> so Trevor corrected me on his last name. I did good, right? Good. Good. Most people get it wrong, Greg. Well, I've, been, I've been practicing. Pecorello, Pecorino. Uh, so now Darren's a real, a real estate producer, a high producer, and he's also a real estate coach. And Trevor is a productive real estate agent who's worked within Darren's program. So I'm really excited about today's show because we have both of you, and I think we're going to get a fantastic cross-section about coaching and about you know what it is to learn and how you balance all that and how you make it all mesh well. So Darren, I wanted to start with you. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, so forth. Well, I've been in real estate for nine years. July will be nine years, so next month. Mm -hmm. I've been coaching for a little more than five years. Uh, before that, I was a retired stay-at-home dad. Mm -hmm. I have two boys at home now. They're eight. They're eighteen and twenty now. At the time, you know, they were younger. So my wife is employed full time. She's an advertising executive. So she was going to work, and I was Mister Mom, mm -hmm. taking care of the kids and the laundry and the cooking and all that. And I will say that uh, after doing that for several years, I gained a, a very new perspective and respect for what my mother did with us growing up and what mm -hmm. all women do because. It's much harder to stay home with the kids and the house than it is to go out to work. Yeah. It really it's a thankless is. job in a lot of ways. It is. Sure. It is. And I found myself you know, retired and at home with the kids. And then once the kids got to a certain age where they were in school for five, six hours a day, mm -hmm. a little bit more self-sufficient, I realized that I needed something 
to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was my my brain was turned to mush, talking mm-hmm. to the kids all these years and you know, being with other parents. Right. And, so I I knew I had something more to give. Mm-hmm. I was always interested in real estate, and ultimately I found myself at Weikert with Barbara Berg. Mm-hmm. And once I met her, I canceled all the other interviews I had scheduled because yeah. they, they weren't necessary. Yeah, Barbara's and, great. Yeah, and and that was 2013. And I went into it really as something to do and a hobby. Never imagined in nine short years, it seems like it went fast later that I would be sitting here with you next to the best student I've ever had and mm-hmm. having the coaching program out and everything that I've done in real estate, never even imagined it was right. ever possible. So, and I know you've had a successful career in selling real estate, Darren, but also from a coaching standpoint, I mean, you have 36 people in your coaching program. Yeah. The, the number is always in flux right yeah. now. I think it might be 35. Right. I added somebody, he, he just graduated out, so he's not paying me anymore. Ooh, so congratulations for your graduation. That, Thank that, you. That's, that's a shame because <laughs> he's doing a lot of business now. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. It's, it, 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 at the max, it's been 36 right now. I think it's 35. My goal this right. year was to get to 50. But I realized early in the year that I think 40 is more tenable yeah. and, 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 and feasible because I could get 50, but I might be stretching myself a little yeah. too thin there. You like and, to give the individualized consideration. Yeah, that you yeah I do. Sure. And uh, I, I do, you know, I do have a, a real passion for coaching. It's something I developed. It's something I didn't know that was there until I accidentally stumbled upon it. Right. So. Oh, that's great, Darren. And I know that you also, I know you're an accomplished drummer as well. Well, your band, some, some would argue. Way. Some would argue. <laughs> and you got some gigs coming up. We do. Uh, Trevor, tell us about yourself. What's your background? How long have you been in coaching? Some success? Give us a little bit of flavor around that. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Um, so I have been in real estate now. I guess it's coming up 18, 19 months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started in November 2020. Um, I, well, my background, I guess, first, I've been in some form of a sales or sales involvement role in some way or another for the last 18 years, really mm-hmm. in the corporate world, both in Canada, the Caribbean, and then the U.S. when I first came here, right. um, born and raised in Canada. Um, That's why you're so nice. Don't hold that against them. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, got into real estate, like I said, in 2020, uh, kind of like what Darren said, I've always had an interest in it, but it was never the right time, uh, mainly financially to take the jump into it. Sure. Um, you know, a lot of things going on. My wife is a veterinarian. She was doing a professional residency. Um, so, you know, financially it didn't work, but then in 2020, you know, with a lot of things changing, um, she actually said to me like, look, you either need to do it now or you're never going to do it. Right. Uh, and I'm glad I made the jump. Um, in terms of coaching, I actually signed up for coaching literally like day one, um, mm-hmm. after I got my license and signed on with the Keller Williams office. Sure. Um, it, it's been a great experience. I don't want to jump ahead of you, but yeah, no, it was, it's great Trevor. We'll drill down a little bit yeah. more, more detail on that. Definitely. Well, thank you guys both for being here today. Darren, I want to start with you. So as a strong producer, how do you decide that you wanted to get into coaching? Because it's a, it's a big shift, right? Salespeople are inherently selfish. And how do you make that decision? Yeah, I'm, that's right I don't know different, <laughs> but maybe in other ways. Right. Um, I would say it's almost by accident okay. that it happened. Um, I've always felt that I was a helpful person and try to be selfless with people I care about. Mm-hmm. And one day I was at Weikert, Barbara Berg, and they, the company was introducing a new platform 
for prospecting. And Barbara said to me, hey, you're good with the computer. Here, you, you figure this out. So I was in desk time at Weicker where we'd sit by the desk and answer the phone. Sure. That's like, I think that's almost extinct now, but some people still do it. And so it was a Saturday morning and the phone really wasn't ringing. So I had time to really kind of dive into it. I'm not the most technically proficient person, but I'm not the least either. I'm somewhere in the middle of the road. So she asked me to take a look at it, you know. So I, I delved into it for about an hour or so, and and I, and I was able to set up the account and and get it ready to work. Sure. So she's like, okay, so when can you teach the office how to use it? Um, as soon as I learn how. Right. Because you know I really wasn't sure. So anyway, long story short, I started training the whole Weikert office, which is probably 80, 90, 100 agents at any given moment in time wow. uh, on this system. How to, you know, it's a prospecting system for making phone calls. Sure. It's a dialer. Yep. So I started training them and I realized that, you know, I, I like I like teaching, you know, and uh, never had any aspirations or desire to teach mm-hmm. except music. Uh, but as I did it more and more and I felt people relying on me, I guess I could... Uh, people depending on me and, and being able to teach them something that I just learned myself. I thought maybe this is a good fit for me. And as I did that more and more, I met with Barbara and I asked her, what, what do you think of me potentially down the road as maybe a management or, and she, go, and she says, I've been waiting for you to ask me that. Yeah, that's I think great. It'd be an ideal fit. Well, fast forward a year, I got my broker's license. I became assistant manager at Weikert. I was about to become a manager of one of their offices when things kind of changed. Um, Keller Williams presented me with an offer that I couldn't refuse. Mm-hmm. It was just amazing. I felt that it was time for a change, so I, I made the jump. You know, and I had been coaching at Weicker. Once I, once I did this program, and once I got my broker's license, I became assistant manager and what's called a business development coach. Okay, that was Weicker. At Keller Williams, it's a productivity coach, BDC, PC. It's the same role, sure, different name. So when I came over, um, you know, some of my students came with me mm-hmm. and we started the program at KW and I never imagined, you know, I think I, at the, my height at Weikert, I may have had 10 at one, at wow. any given time, you know. Um, and then when I got to KW, it just exploded exponentially. Yeah. And I, think- I could see it though. I mean, you're really, really good with people. We've been in a lot of different meetings together. Uh, you have a fantastic way about you and you care. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I it, do. You do. I do. And I think that's really the the absolute key to being a teacher or a coach is to care, right. to care about the students, not only what they're doing productivity-wise, but as people. So a good question for you. So what's that process look like? So you decide you're going to be a, co- a coach, you're going to be a trainer. Like, do you put together the plan as to how you're going to do it and how you're going to structure it? Yeah, by the seat of my pants, basically. <laughs> it started with, you know, uh, some basic concepts of real estate that I that I believe firmly in and and it's not my these are not my ideas these are universal to real estate sure uh, but once I started to increase the size of the program I had to be a little bit more organized sure. efficient because I wasn't at the beginning I was kind of all over the place but uh, still am to some degree but more organized than I used to be you have to be with that many right. people so it's really a basic formula for new agents where how we get them started mm-hmm how we keep them going, and the, the really the, the main thing that I can't teach them, I can teach them anything about real estate. I can point them in the right direction. I can explain the language of real estate to them, the, pro, the processes and the concepts. Sure. I can't give them the drive and the motivation. They have yeah. to have that themselves. 
because I, you know, I, I can't give them that. Yeah, so, no, it makes sense. How, how do you find find time for everything? I don't. Twenty four seven. It is. Yeah. You know, my wife laughs a lot. You know, we're out to dinner on a Saturday evening. My phone rings, and I have to step outside and talk to this knucklehead or others like him. Uh, just, He's always available. Always available. Well, thank you. So, how do you how do you know that it's a good fit when you're bringing someone on your team? If they pay me. <laughs> Other than that, though, no. Truth, truthfully, um, I like to think that I get to have a good sense for people. Sure. And out of the probably hundred or so people I've coached in my career, yeah, I would say that eighty to ninety percent of them I was correct about in my impressions. Hmm. Will they be? Will they have any kind of success? You know, if someone sits down with you and I say to, I usually ask them, you know, what are your expectations? What's your goal for your first year? What are you looking to do? Oh, I want, I want to make five hundred thousand dollars my first year, and I say, you know, I want to make five hundred thousand dollars any year right. in real estate. <laughs> So how you know? So I said, well, how do you think you can accomplish that? Mm -hmm. Well, that's your job, you know. They'd say, and it is right. But then you know, you you get to the point where you lay out a plan for them. This is what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. And three months go by out of that first twelve months that they're making a half a million and they've made nothing. Right. And they have nothing in the works. And I say to them, well, did you do the prescribed activities? Well, I, you know, I've been busy with my family and my other job, and so. Right. Well, well right. then you can't you you can only you can only change your results if you change your behavior. Right, you can only lead them to water. Yeah. Now, on the flip side of that, Trevor, mm -hmm. how do you know that what coach is right for you? Great question. So you know, when I started, like I said, I signed up for coaching pretty much day one. Mm -hmm. um, I sat down and talked with all the coaches in our office, uh, and they were all great. They right. they were certainly all great. They all have great qualities. There was something about Darren where I just, I, I clicked with him. I connected. Oh, um, when we were talking, you know, it is almost like an interview. I was asking questions because yeah. I'm trying to find out, are we going to look at things the same way? And I right. felt, you know, a big thing for me is I felt that Darren looked at, um, you know, the business and the way you work with clients and, and the responsibility on yourself was really important. Right. Um, for me, you know, I had come from, like I said, corporate background where there was KPIs and everything. Mm -hmm. I know the activity that needs to be done. I didn't need that motivation. I needed someone who could support me with all the different nuances that could come up sure. with real estate and, and all of that. So that was important to me. But so just that like that like-minded connection that you guys to, had right out of the gate. Yeah, it was that. And like I said, the, the other coaches were great. It was just something with Darren. I gravitated towards yeah. him and it, it just it, it's it charming. Worked. Yeah. Well, I'm so big, well, I have my own gravitational field. Yeah, you're like, charming. Oh, go on. Go on. So, <laughs> so you said that you got into coaching day one. Yep. And I don't know that that's the norm for people, where people kind of dive in, they try to figure it out on their own, and say, oh, I don't know what you I'm get, doing, and they shift. You get both. You get some who yeah. do what Trevor did, which is the, you know, the smart way to do it. The, it the it seems say, that way, right? I, I, this is, a lot of people come into real estate with the misconception that it's easy. Right. And we all know that it's anything but. It's but actually quite hard. To add to that, like I, I knew coming into this that this wasn't going to be easy. Right. Uh, I keep joking to Darren. I think I said in the first day that we met, I'm in this for the marathon, not the sprint. Because a lot of people, I do think, oh, I'll go into real estate and it's a quick, you know, it's I'll quick money yeah. and I'll go in. So, you know, not only with the coaching, I had like interviewed with different brokerages as well. So mm -hmm. I had an idea going in what I was up against. So mm -hmm. I knew that I was going to need that additional support. 
Sure. So it made sense for me on, you know, literally almost day one to say, I need to get into this coaching program. You know, and it's really going to reap dividends. It has to you this, thus far. And in addition, as we get into the market that we're in right now, where it's, it's shifted, it's changing, there's interest rate pressure, there's all this pressure, market's going to change. Yep. And some of those things that you learn and continue to learn, you guys are talk to each other, your friends now, right? Every day. Very much so. Right? And it's like how that's where it really becomes critical yeah. for like-minded people to band those boats together to be able to survive in some of the things that we see coming in the yeah. future. That is, you just put in a nutshell, the KW philosophy. Yeah. Where, you know, we're all in this together. Everybody mm -hmm. pulls their own weight. And technically, he and I are competitors with one another. Right. If you break it down. And so are all the people at KW. But I never, ever got that feeling from any anybody else, I'm sure that uh, the people on my team, starting with him, would agree that even look, we're all competing for a finite piece of pie. Right? Yeah. There's a, a limited yep. amount of business out there. Right. Uh, there's enough for everybody if you do it the right way, but you know, we technically we're all competitors. But the camaraderie and the the feeling I get from the others at KW, the people on my team especially, mm. is the polar opposite of that. You know, and when we get into these, uh, Trevor and I were talking about this earlier, you know, as we get into this contracting market, you're going to see people leave the industry. It's just the way sure. it is. It's a cycle. Same thing happens in the mortgage business on, on my end. And I would say to anybody out there listening, that's kind of, uh, I'm a little bit on the fence as to what I'm going to do next, or you see business starting to change. I think now's as good a time of any to my, probably the most important time to say, Hey, do I, re I really need to band with someone who can help support and mentor me through this process and this market that's coming up? Yeah. Well, the people who came on to my program, I joined KW in February of 2020, mm -hmm. <laughs> one month before COVID. So what happened was I got to the office and I was there for about three weeks and I was sitting with one new agent just chatting. Not, not, I wasn't a coach yet. I didn't become an official coach at KW until November of 2020. Okay. So after COVID. So I think that what happened was because everything went virtual and we had all those Zoom meetings every week, everyone on the, everyone in the office on the Zoom meetings got to kind of meet me virtually see my personality, take my classes online that I was doing mm -hmm. and say, hey, you know, maybe this is what I should be doing. Maybe this is a good fit for me. Right. Then as the office started to reopen in the fall, uh, then November, Adele tomorrow I said, come on, let's get you official. Let's get you signed up and let's get you, you know, earning what you deserve. Sure. Because I was really uh, doing the job without having the job for sure. like six months. So... Um, yeah, well, Lee, do you mind me asking a question about the compensation on it? Like when you, and you don't have to, to yeah. answer it, but is there like a standard thing that's there put together? It was a standard formula. Okay. I get 99% of all that business <laughs> in perpetuity. So that's that, fair. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fair. I, you know, for the kind of work I put in, I do too. No, there is a, there is a I standard. signed a very different contract. <laughs> well, like news, a record label. Yeah, Aaron's right. a drummer. I'm the record producer, right? right. He's, the, he's the talent. Uh, um, uh, there is a standard. Okay. It has changed mm -hmm. in the two years I've been at KW. Sure. It's been modified slightly. But it's a percentage of a, a finite number of transactions or dollar volume. Sure. And there also is a time element to it, like a one-year contract. But the one year never really seems to come into play because the people who have done one or two deals and haven't reached their um, deal number or volume number, mm -hmm. for 95% of the time it's been, yeah, well, we're just going to keep going because I still need you as a coach. So I'm, I'm very relaxed about the terms 
Sure. Because I think it, I think I say this, but I also think it, it's been proven out that I'm not doing this for money. Right. You know, um, no, you can make more money selling real estate. If I was, I'd be an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> number one. Uh, number yeah. two, it, you, look, it does augment my income for sure. And sure. it is a considerable amount, um, especially with the number of people I have and the number of people mm-hmm. doing business. But it's when you do something for money as opposed to passion, you, all your priorities are backwards. Sure. Because I have always believed that if you do the right thing and, and you treat people the way that you should, then the money will follow. Yeah. And you know what? You're right. It always, and it does. And yeah. I feel the same way about Whether it. Whether it's clients, students, whomever. You know, I think the other thing that people undervalue about a, a coaching group is, you know, you talk about money. No one wants to give up any money. But at the end of the day, yes, you get the individualized consideration. Yes, you get the training. You, yes, you get all of that. But to me, even more important than that or as important is it's a, it's a team, yeah. right? And now you have the ability, I've always found, especially with salespeople, when you're grouped together and you're part of something, you're going to be much more successful, round the learning curve more quickly, and at the end of the day, end up making progressively more money rather than being on the island trying to figure it out on your own. 100% agree. I'd like to let him talk about that because I have an opinion on it, but he's been part of it. Mm -hmm. He's been one of the biggest reasons why my team has succeeded the way they have. He came on... He was the first student. He was patient zero, and right. he helped me build what we built together. He's equally responsible for what we have together. Uh, that's 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 fantastic. That's the truth. Sorry, I'm talk not, about I'm not, it. I'm not used to him saying nice talk things about, about it, Trevor. Me, so. Well, you're you're on camera <laughs> and you're on the radio. Um, <laughs> talk about it. Yeah, it's I. You know, we're as real estate agents, as Darren said. Technically, we're all competing in, against each other. But so you know. I was worried for a while about feeling like a lonely island, so to speak, you yeah. know, independent business owner. But having that team dynamic, you know, Darren set up a WhatsApp group. We're always supporting each other. Darren's always there to support us. It is nice to have that. Um, sure. And, you know, the people on the team, they've become close friends. Yeah. They're, they're not just teammates. Uh, you know, again, we are all looking for business, but there, there is not that competition. We're not trying to steal from each other. We're, we're all supporting each other. There's been times where... Maybe Darren has been busy and I'll jump on to answer a question for someone or someone else will come on. I always check to make sure he's right when he answers the questions. (laughs) It's probably a good idea. (laughs) But it is nice to have that. You really do get a team dynamic to make you feel like you are part of it. And it makes it all special. It does. You have your own thing going on. It's special. It it, it is. And it's it's bigger than the sum of its parts. It it is well put. You know, I I could talk about this literally all day about the people and what they have meant to me and what, yeah. what, and I always, I always say this, it's what we've built, not what I built. Sure. And I started it. He came on board and helped me and mm-hmm. we built it together. It's us. It's not me. So, and that dynamic permeates throughout the entire group. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I, I don't think I've been more, besides my children, I don't think I've been more proud of anything in my entire life than what I have right now. Wow. That says, that says a lot. It's the truth. That's, that's, that's fantastic. So I'm going to, we're going to pick up, I'm going to go to just a quick break and then we're going to come back, talk to Darren, Trevor and Greg and get into a little more details around the program, how it works. I'm going to ask some uh, enhanced questions on that. So we'll be right. Oh, enhanced. I like that word. That That one popped right at me. Yeah, (laughs) I'm nervous now. (laughs) Get ready, Trevor. So we're going to take one break. We're going to come back right at you. So I want to thank today's sponsor, Artisans Restaurant and Brewery, conveniently located on Hooper Avenue in Toms River, New Jersey. 
They offer classic Italian cuisine, classic Mediterranean cuisine. They're a full-scale brewery, so you have your selection of beverages as well as outstanding food. They have a great venue where you can plan a private party, you can plan a work event, you can plan a birthday. They're family-owned, family-friendly, family-operated in their 21st year of business. If you're looking for a great place to go, please check out Artisan's Restaurant and Brewery in Tom's River, New Jersey. For more information, please check them out on the web at artisanstomsriver.com. So welcome back, everybody. And again, we have uh, Darren Pecoraro, Trevor Bovington, and of course, I'm Greg Wareham, Your Mortgage Process. I wanted to ask you a question, Trevor. Mm -hmm. So, all right, it's day one. I'm in coaching. What do you do? Oh, ask Darren, I think, 150,000 questions in about five minutes. No. Um, No, I just, you know, I spent a lot of time... For the first probably three to four weeks, I spent a lot of time hanging out with Darren, being in his office, asking him questions, taking the classes that were available at the at the the office as mm-hmm. well. I was fortunate when I started; we were doing Zoom and a li- no, we were still Zoom then. Yeah. Um, so I, you yeah. know, I was taking as many of those as I could, but just sure. trying to soak in as much information as I can. I'm myself personally; I like to. Well, you're analytical. I'm analytical, yeah. to a certain degree. Nth um, degree. <laughs> and, yeah, there, there you go. Super, super analytical. Uber, maybe analytical. too much. I guess apparently. Thanks, guys. Gigantically <laughs> analytical. <laughs> Problematically. All right, now I'm going to go in the car and analyze this whole conversation. <laughs> so, I, so you're asking a ton of questions, but what's yeah. the structure look like? That's really a question for both of you. Yeah. So the the there is no secret to success in real estate. Mm. Whether you are a beginner agent, a moderately successful agent, or a superstar, yeah. Don't be a secret agent. Yeah, don't I say you have your tag on. Don't Always. Be, don't be a secret agent. So the, so the majority of the business that all of us do, regardless mm. of your success, is with the people we know. Called the sphere of influence. So the people we know are obviously the people we know, family, right. friends, relatives, um, you know, acquaintances, and so forth. Uh, what about you know your children, their sports teams, and their families, and all those people you know? And, sure. And then ultimately your goal is to start doing business and close transactions. And then those people become people that you know and part of your sphere. Mm -hmm. And if you do a good job, a good enough job, and no one on my team doesn't because I try to teach them the right Mm -hmm. way, then if you are good enough and made an impression on them to the extent that their sphere becomes your sphere. So now in the future, anybody needs real estate help, they're going to think, Trevor Bobbington. So to, to drill down on that, okay, so Trevor, you're brand new. I, I'm mm-hmm. thinking the first step of that is sort of identifying who that sphere is, right? You write yep. this stuff down. And then there's probably a part of it that where Darren's helping from a scripting standpoint saying, hey, what am I going to say? And then you're you're practicing it, and then you are then putting your own flavor on it, your own spin on it. Yeah. yeah I, I, I said to you, you don't call your friends and say, do you want to sell your house? Right. Do you know anybody wants to sell their house? That's that. That's really not the dialogue. Right. You you can ask those questions eventually, but really, I think Adele or Sally at our office coined this phrase. They call it a care call. Okay. Instead of a cold call or a warm call, it's a care call. You want to see how people are doing, right. especially ideally, um, you hope that they're doing fine. But during COVID, there was always a reason to call an acquaintance. There's always a reason to to call and say, "Is your family okay? Uh, do you need anything?" You know, when supplies right. were dwindling and we couldn't find toilet paper and all that stuff, that craziness we went through. 
I would just keep calling the people that I did business with and people I, I worked with and just kind of just seeing how they're doing. You know what? And along those lines, it, it and I think this is important for everyone out there that's listening to understand, you know, having, you know, I've trained hundreds of people over the course of my career. And when you, when you start doing that, the first step is to, you got to enjoy what you're doing. And you got to, coming back to that word care again, I mean, it has to be a very, it's genuine. It's not going through the motions. It's you want to reach out to these people, care call, as Darren said, and because you care. Yep. And yes, we sell a product, right? But that's not the purpose of the phone call. It's it's making connections and getting yeah. back in front of people. Any of talk. those calls, especially for those first months, you know, May through, let's say, September, first four or five months when we were all frightened, we were all locked down. I didn't even mention real estate right. just because I knew and, and you know, not to be look, we're all in business to do business. Right. Sure. And the ultimate goal is to, to get business from this. Yes, that's, that's a fact, but it's the way you do it mm-hmm. that separates can differentiate you from someone that comes off as just a, a business person only right. looking for money. So I always felt that I didn't even need to mention it. Because the fact that I stayed in touch with these people for a few months and see, just to see how their well-being was, their family and their their, their loved ones, that I, I felt that it was a given that if anything came up where they needed help, that they would automatically reach out to me. And it turns out that it was very, it was true because right. we did get a couple of transactions from those calls that summer. Right. And the transactions are a byproduct of you know, doing the right thing and caring. Yeah. yeah. So now we get, as we get into this different market, another question for both of you, I guess, Darren, first, what, what's your advice that you're giving people? You've seen it before. Yeah. Well, t- to be honest, I, I came into real estate in 2013 when the market was on its way up. Right. And the only thing I've seen is going up. I've seen interest rates down to, you know, in the twos at one point, uh, a few years back, uh, low threes for a while. They stayed there a long time. So now I'm facing the interest rates at a point where I've never faced them. Right. But like you said, you surround yourself, you tie the boats together, surround yourself with high-minded people who have been through that and do understand what we're facing and have learned a lot from them. My advice is it's more important than ever to give your clients advice from the start. What do I mean by that? We call it buyer consultation. We call it listing presentation, right? Mm-hmm. It's your goal is not just to sell somebody else. It's to educate them on what's going on. And when you do a buyer consultation, you're sitting down, hopefully face to face with the buyer and you're giving them information that's going to help them navigate the market. Start with market conditions. This is what's going on. Maybe a buyer doesn't even realize that the interest rates are approaching 6% right now. And if they didn't know that and they think it's still four and a half percent, well, that's going to make a big difference in what they're, capabilities are to buy sure plus so just the shock value associated yeah. with it yeah mm-hmm. you just want to you want to make sure that they're prepared and they're informed about what they're about to face and also you're gathering information and learning about them as well right so it's a two-way street where you're preparing them for what they're about to face and giving them information sure and you're gathering the required information that you need to know that a can they buy right. is, you know to be to be blunt is this a waste of everyone's time right or is this someone that is, um, you know, a capable buyer? Sure, and that's great communication too with the mortgage people. Yeah, right? everyone's yeah. got to be yeah. on the and same starts, page. Right, the mortgage person yeah. is, is usually involved because one of the first questions is, do you have a pre-approval? Right, you need to know what your buying power is before we head out. And that underlying question behind that is, 
can you actually get a mortgage? Yeah. We don't yeah. say it that way, but that's you really need to know that. Right. And you know, and how it's changed now in a in an increased interest rate environment. It's even Certainly. more important. Listen, it, it's to me it's paramount. To, I mean, how how often have I I've done this class in eighteen months I've known him, I've probably done this class 10, 12 times. Right. Because that's just realistic. how important it is to me and it's realistic. You're also there's an ancillary benefit to buyer consultation is you're building trust and loyalty. And when someone, you know, has a, a bump in the road or they, they look at houses for two months and haven't found anything, they're not going to be looking to jump ship to another agent because right. you've created the bond and the loyalty that, that you would want as a business person. Right. That may, makes sense. A question for you, Trevor. Mm -hmm. How do you hold Darren accountable? <laughs> Take your time. That is a great question. Um, it, it's actually been pretty easy. Uh, as I said earlier, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating here. Darren's been a phenomenal coach. Um, mm -hmm. I can't Thank you. do anything but rave about him. He's definitely been a major part of me being any success that I put on my career so far in real estate has certainly been attributed to having his support. That's great. Um, I think it, with Darren, it's easy to say because he is always available. I'm not right. kidding. I Sometimes we're talking at 7 o'clock in the morning because I know we're both early risers, but then I've also called him at 9 o'clock at night. Right. Um, I think... Wow, what a pain. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not that right. I was doing business for him, so... Ta ta times that by 30. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm teasing, but no, I'm teasing, no, it's God. true. Um, I, I think for anyone who's in a coaching program, I think it is, though, that you, yeah. you have the support that you're looking for. Sure. Uh, you know, I was looking for one type of support Someone else on our team might be looking for kind of differences. So I think sure. everyone's gauge is going to be a little bit different, Greg. But Well, that comes back to, to thank you, Trevor. That comes back to, we started this whole thing out with a you know, head coach or, you know, who really needs to figure out how to manage different players in different mm -hmm. fashions. You know, I've always been a big proponent of having some level of positive relationship tension in any relationship, Right. And, you know, people hear tension and they think, oh, I don't want tension. But, you know, it's good to have positive relationship yeah. tension. Mm -hmm. And because that's how people grow and that's how you're held accountable. How do you hold your team accountable, Darren? Well, I'm, I'm the, I would say, passive aggressive uh, <laughs> accountability coach. So, and I was actually talking about this yesterday with a prospective student. So I'm not the type, and he'll, he'll vouch for this. I'm not the type that's going to call you up and yell at you. Why aren't you doing open houses? Why aren't you making your calls? Why aren't you doing this? I, I don't do that. What my procedure has been is that instead of directly confronting people and making them uncomfortable, there's nothing wrong with being uncomfortable. Right. And I have made people uncomfortable. But the fact is, I like to make it a teaching moment for everyone. So I'll give you an example. So on our WhatsApp group, one of our students, Tina, just was able to get a new client from an open house. Right. So she's been on the group a couple of months. You know, she's got a full-time job, so she's dual career. And this was her first viable client that actually made an offer with her. So it's a, it's a legitimate client now. So I put her on the group, congratulations to Tina for having a first contract and a first buyer and all that. And guess where she met that, that client? At an open house. Could you imagine that? <laughs> imagine an open house. Do open houses work? Huh. I wonder, you know, so <laughs> kind of put that question out in the ether, you know. Sure. Look, if, if it's really not rocket science, you know, right. I mean, the caring aspect of it and the way that I do things, I think could be considered unique and, yeah. and different from other coaches and such. But what we're teaching and the, and the concepts of real estate sure. don't change. Well, and you know what, your style of doing it is who you are. 
Yeah. Right. So you can you can come at it from that approach just based yeah. on the relationship. It's gotta be, that you it's gotta be humor involved. It's gotta be genuine. Yeah. Gotta be genuine. Yeah. And I tell them all is that you I do everything with a smile, with a joke, because if you can't laugh in this business, you will cry. <laughs> True. And you're gonna cry anyway. Oh, I was gonna say, might as well probably laugh. still going to anyway. Might as well laugh along the way. You know, from a management standpoint, I've always come from the school of you can only manage what you can measure, right? So how do you measure results? Like you put it up on a everyone's got goals, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you measure that you're getting there? Is it activity based? I think it's both. Okay. I, I think that you know a lot of a lot of students coaching uh, clients fall into the trap of becoming professional students. Mm-hmm. And so they say, you know, they quantify it by, well, I'm going to every class that's available every right. week. I'm on the, and I, a lot of times I see the same faces on, on the, the classes. And I know that those are some agents that maybe haven't really done much of anything, if anything at all yet. Um, as far as the, the calculations, I mean, we keep track of all the deals and everything. And, I know that I didn't have to keep track of his numbers because I knew he was keeping track of to the penny. Right. So I don't have to worry about it. But uh, it goes again. It goes by volume. Goes by number of transactions. Sure. And they always like to single out agents for their success. There's two reasons: one, to prop them up and make them feel good because they did something worthwhile. Right. Secondly, to motivate the others. Say this could be you. Who's next? Right. You know, and I do this on the WhatsApp group, so all 36 people can see Trevor just closed another deal. Congratulations. Yeah. This one just closed our first deal. And then there's the other agents who haven't closed any deals yet. So, oh, another one closed their first deal, and I haven't yet. Maybe it's time for me to get off my you-know-what. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, that's a great, a great example of having that positive relationship tension, communicating yeah. that. So, uh, Trevor, I want to ask you a question. Yes. And then we're going to... Uh, Break for one second, a little unconventionally, and I want to finish up with with Darren. Sorry for my inconvenience. So, hey, hey, you're making money. You got to close the transactions today. So, what's the one? By the way, piece- I'm not getting paid for this transaction. All right, Trevor's graduated right. out, and now he no longer pays me. Well, then I'm not going to ask him this last question. That's right. I was, I was, gonna, I, wa- <laughs> I wanted to let you know that before you asked it this way. But the truth is, and again, I'll let you ask the question. But Another thing about this group is there are people that have graduated out like like him and there's some others that you know as well. They're not I'm not letting them go anywhere. Like they're still right. part of the family and part of the group. And sure. he's ensconced himself in this group where everybody looks up to him as a leader as well. Right. He's also a future coach. He's on the path to be a coach at KW. He's well on the path and he is really like has been my assistant coach for the last 18 months and I couldn't be prouder of him and I couldn't thank him enough. So. Uh, that's, that's, Thanks, Darren. It's the truth. Very heartfelt, too. Thank you. It's great. Trevor, what's the one piece of advice that you would give someone entering coaching? Get involved with it. If you are going to get into coaching, take advantage of that amazing resource that you have directly associated with you. Um, if they're a coach, they've probably been identified. I can only speak from KW experience. There's someone who's been identified that should be a coach. They've got a ton of experience. They're doing this again, like Darren said. They're doing it because they want to. They're not making millions off of this. Mm -hmm. Take advantage. You have someone there who has the knowledge and can really help you jumpstart, improve your career, whatever you're looking to do with your real estate career. It's there for you. You have an amazing resource. Take it, not take advantage of it from that standpoint, but utilize it. Get involved. Make yourself a part of that group. Um, One of the things I love about the group is I have been involved. I've taught lessons like i'm a i'm the tech ambassador for our west monmouth office Mm -hmm. i've done 
teachings on some of the technology to help out the other students. Just get yourself involved. You're right. not going to regret it. You're going to regret it actually if you sit more on the sidelines and think that this is just a, oh, I'll ask the odd question here and there. Mm-hmm. You're really not taking full advantage of what you have. And a follow-up question to that, Trevor, you know, what kind of advice would you give to someone just coming into the real estate business? So, of course, to go along with today's theme, get a coach. Whatever you, you have available, whatever your office is offering, if it's something separate, get that person that can support you. Real estate has so many nuances. You're not going to be able to understand them all. Sure. Um, and do your research beforehand. Um, really get to know a good idea of what you're getting into. Um, there's a lot involved in this industry. It's a very rewarding industry. I love what I do. It does come from caring. Um, and that's, that's great advice, you know, especially understand what you're getting into because yeah. it's not just some vogue thing that people want to get into. And there was a huge surge of it during COVID because yeah. you could take the courses online, yeah. but you really got to understand who you're working with, what a, the organization, the industry. Yeah. I mean, it's much more complicated and there's many more. And, they don't, and, you, and you don't really understand until you're in it. Yeah. Right. You don't, you know, you can, you can do all your research, but until you're actually involved and you're waist deep in it you're not going to really understand like he said the nuances and the complexities of it and it's and it's it's a difficult business like seven, very rewarding though 17 years in different types of sales although there's some certainly some similarities this definitely has a lot more differences than i was expecting yeah that's great appreciate yeah. the advice on that yeah, Trevor. thank you appreciate it now if someone needed to reach you to pick your brain about coaching mm-hmm. and in the value that it's had for you what's the best way to reach you um, I can give my cell or my email. Um, you can so, get both. Cell phone is 609-651-6049. Uh, email is tbovington, uh, T-B-O-V-I-N-G-T-O-N at kw.com. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today, Trevor. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate right, it. Thank Thanks, you. Darren. Have a great day. Good luck with your closing today. Thank you. Appreciate right, it. Thank you. Darren, it's just you and I now. Trevor had to go. It's exciting stuff. I thought he'd never leave. Finally. <laughs> Couldn't get a word in edgewise. <laughs> right. So I want to just talk about goals and in planning a little bit. So, you know, someone's coming in and you're helping them work through their goals. And over the course of time, do you find yourself having to change the goals or the plan? Well, uh, it's a great question because everyone in real estate, it, it, their goals are unique. Right? So right. Everyone doesn't have the same goal. You have dual career agents who have full-time jobs. They're, they're employed and they do well, and they want to either have real estate as a, you know, a to augment their income or to ultimately transition into real estate, which sure. a lot of people try to do. It's not very easy to do. It's not easy to give up that steady, consistent paycheck for the ambiguity of real estate because, sure. quite frankly, you, sometimes you don't know when you're going to get paid. To that end, um, some agents come in and say, you know, if I can do two deals a year and Make ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars. That's really what I want to do. Help my husband out a sure. little bit, and or, or my wife. wife out, right? And uh, and some say, like the example I used earlier, I want to make five hundred thousand my first year, which is obviously quite unrealistic. Right. So the plan doesn't really change. It's the the matter of the amount amount of time you spend implementing the plan. Yeah. So that's a great point for someone yeah. who wants fifteen transactions. Obviously, has to put in a lot more work than someone who wants five. Yeah. You know, and so on. So the the, the prescription for success doesn't change. Mm. It's the frequency which you do it that changes. Yeah, that's really a nugget. I hope everyone heard that. Actually, that's I couldn't agree with you more. You know, it's the here's the plan, it's how much time you're putting into it, time over task. Yeah, like it's like most things in life, yeah. you will get out of it what you put into it. Right. And you have the agents who three months, six months, nine months down the road have done nothing. 
mm-hmm. and they want to know why I thought you were such a great coach. You know, why why haven't I done anything? I said, well, I I, I can laid out a formula for you what to do. You know, have you done this? Well, no. Have you done that? No. How many open houses did you do this month? I didn't do any. I was the last right. time you did one. Right. Three months ago. Well, why would you expect to have the results that you wanted if you're not putting in the time required to get those results? You want to change your results, you change your behavior. Right. That's a, that's a life statement. So with true. anything. Yeah. No, go ahead. I couldn't agree with you more. What do you find the hardest part of coaching is for you? Probably managing the time uh, comparative to my own clients. Right. So to, to prioritize the time correctly. Right. Sometimes I have a client that needs immediate assistance and a coaching student that does as well. Right. This is a client with an active transaction that I'm making a good amount of money for doing, and they put their trust in me on likely the largest financial transaction that they'll ever make in their lifetime. Right. A coaching student who may need me, they feel equally as much yeah. with a transaction that hasn't even begun yet or advice on a transaction. So you have to prioritize. Yeah. You know, I can't be in two places at once. But I think like Trevor said, I, I do pride myself in the fact that I feel that 90-something percent of the time I have been there right. when anyone's ever need me. What I always tell the students when they sit down with me the first meeting, first interview, I tell them that you will never have to look for me right. when you need help. Never. Right. And for the most part, that's been true. Actually, it's been true all the time. Yeah. You know, and that's such a good point with that that specific example. You got two things that are urgent and important at the same time. Uh, because as a successful coach, you come with the paradigm of their stuff is more important than what I have going on as part of being the philanthrop- philanthropic approach to coaching, right? Yes. And then it can create a real conflict when you have something so pressing. Yeah, it does. And uh, I've been able to manage it. Again, that's one of the yeah. reasons why I felt that Growing the program much larger than it is right now uh, is not really the best fit for me right now because I want to be able to devote the time required to these people and to my own clients. Sure. Um, the point, you know, one point I, I, I want to make, and I and I tell students this when I meet them, you know, in life, in coaching, in real estate, anything that you do, nothing great ever gets accomplished without enthusiasm. Right. So. I am overly enthusiastic sometimes. Some people say, "Yo, calm down, calm, calm down," because I get really riled up with right. these people. I I love them like family. I really right. do. And when they close a transaction where I may make seven hundred dollars, nine hundred dollars, four hundred dollars sometimes, right? And I close my own transaction where I can make fifteen thousand dollars. Sure, I'm much more excited when they close theirs. Yeah, that's great. You know, that's I know you're good at what you do. I I I really feel excited for them. Now, I I do enjoy getting five-figure checks. Sure. Real estate, so does my wife. Right. When I get them. When I, when I, you know. <laughs> but the the students, from you know, very often it's their first success, their first goal reached, close a transaction, get a listing. You know, and when they do that, I tell you, I'm like, you know, it's like Christmas morning. I feel with them. I feel that excitement. Is that, is that part of what gives you the patience to be able to do what you do? Because it really can test your patience at times. It, it does. Yeah. And there are many times where, uh, you know, and I'm honest to a fault. I tell them all. Right. But and, you're honest with them. And I joke with them because I really do love them. And, yeah. and like anything else, there are times when, you know, I am sometimes in what I call 
coaching mode. Mm-hmm. And I just, all day long, I'm talking to them, I'm helping them, I'm whatever it may be. And there are other days, and like I'm a human being, and I my emotions vary as sure. well. And, and some days I'm just, just don't have the head for it. Right. I still do what's required. Mm-hmm. If they need help, I will help them. But maybe just being a human being and not so gung-ho about everything. Sometimes I'm sitting with my wife, my brother-in-law on the weekend, and you know, we, we, it was perfect example is I, I golf often with my brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And some days he gets very frustrated because my phone is constantly ringing or texting, and I'm answering questions and so sure. on. And, and he's like, "Come on, you just shut," you know. And, I, and I'm on the phone, and and, yeah. get, and I understand that it's yeah. frustrating. It's hard. But it, then there are other days where sometimes I ignore my phone a little bit more, and I mm-hmm. say, you know, "I need a little bit of me time. I need sure. a little bit," and they understand that too. Right. It's never, you know, it's never like um, I won't call them back in a couple of hours. Right. You know, or I'll text them and say, hey, I'm in the middle of something. Is it important? I'll call you in two hours or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they've never had to look for me. They never will. Right. And that's part of the reason why I think keeping to a certain number will allow me to maintain that promise that I keep to them. So it, it's you've had success a lot of success personally producing in real estate and you bring on coaching clients that haven't seen that success yet. A lot of them, your first transaction to your, po- your point earlier. Nine years ago, I was sitting right where you're sitting now. Right. I had no idea what I was doing. I was scared. I was intimidated. I was lost. And I was able to find guidance mm-hmm. with the people that I worked with at Weikert, Arborberg mainly. Yeah. Uh, Lee Burek was another very influential. He's an agent at Weikert. He was my first mentor way back and was very helpful in getting my career started. And I will be forever grateful to him for that. Mm-hmm. But Barbara really you know, took me under her wing and after that, and we really became fast friends. And now we're like best friends. So right. um, I remember what it was like when someone first said to me, I'd like to make an offer. And I had no idea how to do it. Right. So I would call Lee or I'd call Barbara and, they, they would walk me through it. And I remember feeling like out on out on a vine. You know, out on, what is that expression? Out on a limb. Out on the ledge, out on a limb. You know, like, like uh, you know, I'm hanging there. Right. I need someone to, to pull me back in, you know? Yeah, and, plus there's so much pressure associated when you don't know the answer and you feel like everything's urgent and important, especially the first couple of deals. It's like a, it creates a lot of stress. Yeah. They they usually call me in a, in a, a frenzy. Yeah. Oh my God. This, and I say, first of all, Take a breath. Right. Everything's going to be okay. This is what this is what the first step, this is what you need to do first. Right. This is what's most important. Do this. Ask them these questions. Get their pre-approval, whatever, whatever it may be. Do that first before anything else. Everything will sort itself out. It's a process. You can't answer every single question at once and get, get everything done at once. Right. One thing at a time. And when they take that tact... And when they know the steps and, and learn from me and from others in the group what the procedures are and what the what the steps are, once they get that down, you know, it's a it's a formula, but everyone puts their own spin on things. Sure. The way I talk to clients is different than the way you do and the way that Trevor does. Sure. You know? Yeah, no, no question about it. it. Everybody does things differently. It's the concepts that are important. Right. When you understand what the concepts are, buyer consultation, listing presentation, open houses expireds, you know, all the for sale by owner, you know, the dialogue and the, the concepts. When you understand those things and you put them in, inside, then what comes out of your mouth is you. Right. And you're putting your spin and your version of those concepts. And when I see Trevor teaching a class, for instance, yeah. or speaking to someone about 
things that I've taught him. Right. There's no prouder moment for me. You know, and that's just kind of for anyone out there listening that has any aspirations to be a coach, because people think about it. They want to diversify what it is that they're doing. You know, a couple of bullet points from today's conversation with you, Darren, you have to care. Have to have a you know certain level. You have to have humility in working with people, and I think you also have to have an underlying joy or understanding that it's more fun for everybody to be making money than just you as the producer or the coach, right? You got to question, right? It's just got to really you know, enjoy that when they, when they do well, I do well, right? And that's right. not my primary motivation, but it yeah. is nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And the sat- and you got to have the sa- satisfaction of uh, succeeding with others, right? And through yeah. others, because it's really important. And, and it's not for everybody, man. It's no. very difficult for a high-end salesperson to shift gears and then want to go into some coaching type of role because they, they lack the patience and the selflessness that comes along with it. It's true. Uh, yeah, it's not for everyone. Right. And it takes a special kind of person that wants to do it. And not, not that I'm so special. I mean, a special mindset. Sure. Uh, it, it takes a certain mindset for sure. I think there is a selflessness that goes with it. Um, there is a, a, a profound sense of pride that I have with this group. Like yeah. I said earlier, it's nothing I ever imagined in a million years that I, I would be sitting here today talking with you about yeah. this program that we've built and i always say we right not i because it's us that built it together trevor was the biggest part besides myself starting it he was the biggest reason why we were able to make it what it is today that's great darren what's one piece of advice that you would give to someone looking to be a coach (sighs) make sure that you have the patience and and the you know and really the patience is what it is because not everyone you know, not everyone's the same. So you're going to be dealing with all kinds of personalities. Sure. The ones that follow your advice, trust you, and listen to you and succeed. The other ones that always think they, they know better, they know more than you. Then why are you in coaching if you know more than me? Cause you, and then you have everything in between. <laughs> right. People that say, tell me what to do. I want to be successful. And you do so. And then they don't do it. Right. And so you have to have the patience to be able to deal with all types because not everyone's going to be like you. Right. I, I know I'm a relatively unique individual. Not everyone's like me. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's like Trevor. Not, not everyone is like you. Sure. So you have to be able to interact and deal with effectively multiple types of personalities. Sure. You got, all, you know, the, what is the disc assessment, you know, all yeah. the different personalities. Sure. We have all of those. So you have to be able to deal with them and be patient. And then my, my last question for you, someone entering into coaching. Same question I had asked Trevor earlier. What's the one piece of advice you'd give to someone trying to get into coaching? You get out of it what you put into it. Yep. I always say I can wind you up like one of those dolls, and I point you in the right direction, and I let you go. And what you do with it, what I give you and what I teach you is up to you. I can't teach motivation. I can't teach drive. Right. That's, that and comes you started from, that. That, that, comes from, that, that comes from you. Yeah. That's great, Darren. Thanks so much for being here today. Now, if someone had some questions for you about being in coaching, wanted to pick your brain, I know oh. you're available all the time. What's the best I'm way always to get available? In, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Well, my cell number is 917-301-9847. And my email is my full name, Darren Pecoraro at gmail.com. D-A-R-R-E-N-P-E-C-O-R-A-R-O at gmail.com. 
Thanks so much for being here today. My pleasure, buddy. It's really great, great spending thank the you. time with you. Thank you. And thank you for everyone out there listening today. Thank we you. look forward to catching up with you next week. And this is Greg Wareham with Your Mortgage Process. Have a great day. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Your Mortgage Process, hosted by Greg Wareham, produced by Greg Wareham and Nick Pavise at The Social Rift, and executively produced by The Social Rift. Thank you again for tuning in, and we look forward to catching up with you next week.